All right. Well, this is the Text Tech edition of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Jackson Moody. Um, we have a lot to talk about today. This is kind of the year-end basketball show. We'll get into baseball at the end. I'll start out here by saying what baseball did. They beat a ranked Iowa team two out of three games, got back in D1's top 25. They're looking good. Big series with Oklahoma State this weekend, and they beat UT Arlington tonight. But basketball. This past Wednesday, I'm sorry I'm a little bit late recording this. I, I traveled to Kansas City for the tournament, went skiing for a few days before that. It was took the week off from work for it. Um, my laptop was having like a full-on stroke for me. I was trying to do some of my day job from my laptop, couldn't do it. Anyways, a uh, bit late recording, but on Wednesday, Mark Adams, or Thursday, Mark Adams announced his resignation from Texas Tech. I believe that is for the best, but that's not all we lost last week. We also lost Fardaz Amac, um, if you can believe it, before we lost Mark Adams. Uh, Fardaz tweeted, I don't know I don't know of this graphic, and he didn't tweet it. Uh, the graphic was pre-made before the game, I'm sure, uh, just following the timeline there, but I don't know if this graphic, whether he tweeted, had this tweeted when he was on the team bus back to the hotel, whether he was in the locker room, whether he was um, in the team hotel. But he tweeted right after, and he has to take a plane ride home with these teammates. And it, I'll get into Fardos. I'm not going to miss the guy. He was complaining that people were too mean to him. I think people were too nice to him this year. I'm not I'm sorry. It, it is what it is. But Fardos is gone. That's fine. Um, Mark Adams is gone. We have another coaching search. To be honest with y'all, I did not expect when I took this podcast about eight months ago that I would be talking about a coaching search. We had Joey McGuire, um, he, first year head coach. He's done really well. Tim Tadlock's there. He, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. And then Mark Adams had just gotten extended, and now we're already talking about a coaching search. And now I know I called for his firing a couple months ago or a month ago and was calling it for it in my head since January. But I, I'm going to detail a lot of the stuff of Mark Adams and why he's out. Some of the stuff I'm, I'm not going to detail. It's not like a first or even second-hand source, so I'm not going to detail that stuff that I've heard. But... Mark Adams is gone. Uh, farewell, Sayonara. I think our basketball program will be better without him, and I'll explain why after this. All right, so Mark Adams is gone. Oh, what led to this? I want to get to this first. Um, so I, I think that it's out in the open enough now. You, you can look on Twitter and see it. I see replies to my tweets talking about Mark Adams' affair. So I'm just going to say what – what everybody knows, I, I learned it in December. I wasn't calling for his firing as soon as it happened. But what happened was, after his twin brother died, maybe before his twin brother died, uh, Mark Adams had an affair while married with the twin brother's widow. He divorced his wife, and apparently he married her four days before the season began. So that is not great on its face. That 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 uh, that that kind of convolutes your image of what Mark Adams is, okay, or or what you thought he was. And look, people's personal lives are their personal lives. 
I, I'm an Astros fan. Look, I, as long as you're not beating women, killing people, assaulting people, I, I, I don't really care about your personal life. I don't even care if the Astros cheat, to be quite honest with y'all. You know what? I, I, I heard the story of my, uh, my great-grandpa. He Every night, he would uh, listen at home to the Astros on the radio. Never saw them win a ring. Never saw them even win a pennant. So, you know what? I got two rings. I'm not too mad. So, I'm not letting that affect my judgment 100%. It's the fact that this obviously affected his job. This did. I mean, he couldn't connect with players. The warning signs were there, and I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit, I overlooked the warning signs um, when TJ Shannon and Kevin McCore transferred out. And, oh, a kind of funny story on Kevin McCore. I was at the Big 12 Championship. I know y'all, y'all probably can't believe this. They actually gave me a press pass. I I don't know how I got it. I it, can't explain it, but, you know, I, I'm walking around. I'm wearing my Texas Tech pullover, uh, the Big 12 tournament, because so, I was talking to a lot of people there. I, I would go to KC Power and Light after everybody wears their school stuff, even if your school is long gone. So I, I was wearing it, and, you know, I was just uh, I was going to go to the press conferences. I have a lot of family that's Texas fans. I have clients that are Texas fans, so. I took a video of Rodney Terry cutting down the net and all that and sent it to them. Uh, went to the press conference for Texas. But before the press conference for Texas, I'm walking down the hallway. And Kevin McCore, he didn't play in the final, but he was kind of – it was literally just me and him in that hallway. And he looked – and I can tell you, at that point, it is over an hour after the game ended. Kansas had already done their press conference. All – Almost all the media there was Kansas, and they were gone. There, there were not many media members. There were maybe like eight in the final press conference uh, in that press area, like eight people. So I'm walking around. Um, my team's been gone since Wednesday. My w- women's team's been gone for well over 48 hours at that point. And Kevin McCore, after the championship loss, is just walking <laughs> walking through the tunnel sees me looks at my texture and i gotta say that that has to be the weirdest thing like of all people after a championship game loss you see <laughs> somebody from your former school and but anyways the warning signs were there when kevin McCor and tj shannon transferred out after three years here after coming back for Mark Adams, and they transferred out. And we kind of looked at it as they wanted to do uh, TJ one new offensive system, which I do believe, and I believe his family wanted him to closer to home. Uh, that's one thing I definitely subscribe to. But Kevin McCuller, he was like the Texas Tech guy. Even Adonis Arms in an interview after couldn't really believe that um, he would transfer. But... He did. Um, we thought that was because he wanted to play point guard. He's really never played point guard for Kansas. He has been a productive player. And I know people thought that Kansas bought them away. And maybe Kansas can pay more for a, or a player than us. But we are easily in the top half of the Big 12 in NIL, if not second or third in NIL spent. We spent a buttload this year. We're, we're Aggie football. That, that's a fair joke. Um, but... The warning signs were there 
And then there were more concerning ones. Malik Wilson, I don't know if it's eligibility or if he's injured that he's sitting out at Houston, but he hasn't played this year. He transferred out. He was a really good defensive player. Sometimes he was an offensive black hole, but uh, he was a good defensive player. And that's not to say that most players uh, at Texas Tech were an offensive black hole in the last few years for us. But Agbo also transferred out. Why we didn't develop him? He's shooting over 40% from three at Boise State this year. They're in the tournament, I believe. Um, Haven't really paid too much attention to the bracket. I believe very strongly they're in there. I think they're a 10 seed. But Agbo transfers out. Nadoni's back in France. And and I'll tell you one thing this team was missing. They didn't have really any dog mentality on this team. And there were some players that carried that. I think Jalen Tyson did. Pop Isaacs, I think, did. Uh, Both those guys have already indicated they'll be back. uh, As have Kieran Lindsey. I'll learn that first name, I promise you. Uh, He's indicated he'll be back. But... We're missing a dog mentality type of player, and nobody does that better than Nadoni. And the thing is, he really just wasn't invited back or wasn't invited back in a role or something like that. That, yeah, other guys were going to push him out, which, man, Nadoni would have been a great sixth or even seventh man this year, and that probably would have been enough to keep him. And then we get into. The coaching staff. Here we go. So, from what I can tell, and it's on a semi-public forum. It's been over a month since uh, that particular person commented on it. Well, over a month now. Because that was the first wave. The second wave came after Baylor. But we had a massive, massive, massive donor, you would recognize the name of, saying, Mark Adams forced Barrett Peary out. Barrett Peary was a great recruiter for us. He really was. So Barrett Peary's gone. We get Al Pinkins. Great. Love Al Pinkins. Hope we get keep him on staff. We get Stephen Green. Stephen Green's resume deserved that job. Three JUCO national titles at South Plains. He deserved that job. He's an offensive genius. Deserved it. Barrett Peary is a very up-tempo offensive guy he went to UNLV this year their offensive efficiency was down a bit but their points per game were up by 4.4 more points per game despite the offensive efficiency taking a bit of a dip okay so he installed the high tempo offense Stephen Green was probably brought in to help with our offense. He never really did it. He didn't look overly engaged on the bench most of the time. Luke Adams. He is a guy that has not earned this job. He hasn't. He hasn't. Just straight up, he hasn't. He was mediocre at New Mexico Junior College. And fine, he's a young guy. He could have a great coaching career. You start out mediocre at a JUCO, that, that's fine. It, you're a young guy. But he shouldn't have had this job. And it he was the player development guy. And from some high-level people, he had too much input into this team. And one example, and this is just rumored, so I'm, I'm not accusing it, but 
when Mark Adams got married right before the season, it seems like Luke Adams was kind of put in charge and kind of being groomed to be the heir apparent. Despite being a mediocre Juco coach. A mediocre Juco coach was being groomed to be our heir apparent, and he just happened to be the son of the head coach. And he was in the locker room during our Sweet 16 run. He was brought on after either quitting or being dismissed. I haven't found any documentation. I've heard that he was dismissed. I don't know that. Uh, his record probably didn't deserve a dismissal. So he's gone from New Mexico Juco, and he's hanging around our Sweet 16 team. Interesting. Uh, that, that's nepotism. That's nepotism. We've been through that with Pat Knight. Uh, fine, I'll make this joke now. We've done it with Pat Knight. We've done it with Luke Adams. You know, if there was one guy to do it with, and yeah, I think Joey McGuire is a better fit in Lubbock. I'm not saying we should have hired Sonny Dykes over Joey McGuire. But if there was one guy to do it with, it probably would have been the one that just took TCU to the national title game and Sonny Dykes, who is a son of Spike Dykes. Now, I'm happy with our where our football program is, but out of those three, I, I know which one I would take. Um, but... It, it seemed clear that he was showing favoritism to his son. Another thing, high school recruiting, and this is what got Matt Wells fired. Matt Wells, to be fair, he did have to rebuild a roster, but he was focusing so hard on the transfer portal, he kind of neglected high school recruiting. What, that class that had Baron Morden and Mason Tharp, I believe that was 2021, it had eight or nine kids in it out of high school? You're you're two years into the job, man. You gotta be recruiting some. You gotta be recruiting high scores. You gotta be building the program like Joey McGuire is, and Joey McGuire's taking some transfers, but he hasn't overdone it. And to be fair, Joey McGuire's had a better roster to work with, and that is partially thanks to Matt Wells. But he has committed hard to yes, we will fill fill holes that we need to fill in the transfer portal, but we're also gonna go extremely hard after high school kids could Matt Wells not have gotten 15 high school kids instead of nine maybe not but the rumors around Mark Adams were he did not care about high school recruiting he wasn't going to recruit high schoolers anymore to my knowledge we have the eighth rated class in the big 12 out of 10 teams according to 24 7 sports we are ahead of TCU, who they have nine players who got at least seven minutes per game in Big 12 play who have eligibility next year. They were one of the ones below us. The other one was West Virginia, who didn't recruit a single kid. Yes, I know we got Jackson from uh, Florida, and we got Drew Steffi from Frisco, but Drew Steffi was coming here anyways. It didn't matter who the coach was. Drew Steffi was coming here. Drew Steffi's still coming here. And he doesn't know who the coach is. Unless it's some guy that he absolutely hates and will never play for, Drew Steffi will be here. Mark Adams said in a radio show, and I found this interesting. It's the only one I've listened to. It was his last radio show of the year. I believe it was in late January. He said there was... We were too inexperienced. We won't see a roster like this again. Okay. He neglected high school recruiting this year. 
absolutely neglected it. Did not care about it. Told people, I'm not recruiting high schoolers anymore. I'm doing it through the portal. No, that's not how you build a program. And I know in the modern day of college basketball, it's changed. But you still got to get out there. You still got to recruit high school kids. He didn't play high school kids. Elijah Fisher took down every Texas Tech post on his Instagram because he wasn't getting playing time. Robert Jennings saw less than 10 minutes a game this year. Lamar Washington didn't see many minutes this year. It was only Pop Isaacs uh, of the four freshmen that was seeing a ton of minutes. At 0-8, at 0-6, at 0-5, you don't think, oh, maybe I should play this kid, Elijah Fisher, who's our highest-rated recruit ever. Yeah, he reclassified, but he's still uh, he's, he's a Quinn Ewers thing. Quinn Ewers is... Six years, five years younger than me, five, born the exact same day, five years later. Um, and he's, you know, he's of age to be in college. He's a typical college freshman's age. And yeah, he's raw, but maybe I should give him 10 minutes a game, see what he can do. Maybe uh, tell him against LSU, yeah, I'm going to give you 20 minutes a game. Let's see what you can do. This is kind of a throwaway game. He finally started playing him, and Elijah Fisher was a good role player for us. All I'm going to say, Elijah Fisher had showed so much potential the last minute in Stillwater. He was guarding the ball handler in a tight game. In a tied game, he was guarding the ball handler for the last 15 seconds and had a great defensive possession that we missed an outdoor box out on or backdoor box out on, and we lost. So it is what it is. He didn't care about developing players. He didn't have a good relationship with his players. And also coming out later this week, I had a a conversation with Jay Crane. He's over at the Daily Wire at Crane & Company. Uh, He was nice enough to come on after I criticized him for blasting Texas Tech for being uh, suspending Mark Adams. And... We actually came to sort of an understanding. That's going to be later this week. But Mark Adams could not connect with players. That spitting incident where he said, quote, or he was alleged to say, quote, I can spit on you whenever I want. That is something you say, no, I would never say that to. Instead, he said, I don't remember saying that. Because he probably said something sort of of that ilk. It is good that Mark Adams is gone. It is very good Mark Adams was gone. He was focused on winning now and not building a program. And there have been names tossed around. I will tell you right now, Rick Pitino will never be hired at Texas Tech. There is absolutely a zero chance that ever happens. None. And the person who put that out there needs new sources. Needs new sources. Because that was obviously put out there by Rick Pitino's camp to forced St. John's and Georgetown into a bidding war. Other than that, I think when you look at this roster, there are a few guys that you must keep. Pop Isaacs and Jalen Tyson. Pop Isaacs has indicated he'll come back, so has Jalen Tyson. Jalen Tyson has said, we're going to go back and we're going to fix this. There are guys I want to keep, mainly the young guys. Elijah Fisher, Lamar Washington, Robert Jennings, and here, and Lindsey. And Lindsey's already said he's coming back. There are guys that I'd like to keep, Bacho, but I'm not too mad if they go. 
Um, another one on that list would probably be Harmon. I'm not too mad if he leaves, but I would like to keep him. And then there's guys who are going to transfer probably that you can do without, like K.J. Allen, Demarion Williams, Kerwin Walton. Overall, it's going to be an interesting offseason for Texas Tech basketball fans. We have a coaching search. I will say one guy I like is Pat Kelsey over at Winthrop. He coached uh, – or sorry, Charleston. He coached Adonis Arms at Winthrop. He was very successful there. He's been very successful with Charleston. He runs an up-tempo offense, which I think would work really well in the USA. And he's a young. He's a program builder. Um, he's good at identifying talent. He identified Adonis Arms out of a very much lower level. Uh, so I think that there are a lot of capable guys. I don't really like Grant McCassa, and more names will come out. I will say it is more likely we hire Billy Donovan, the current Chicago's Bulls coach, than we hire Rick Pitino, okay? Just to be clear on that, we're not hiring Rick Pitino. But overall... I think this is a good change for Texas Tech basketball. This offseason is going to be a lot smoother. Guys that I figured were transferring out may actually come back now. I think there are high, higher chances that a lot of guys come back now. Uh, I think that Robert Jennings, or I know Robert Jennings, he's already entered the portal. Elijah Fisher's probably trending that way. I'd say wait and see on those guys. Wait and see. Uh, those guys, I think, will all be... Willing to come back to Texas Tech if it's the right coaching hire. I, I really do believe that. Moving forward, baseball looked really good today. They beat Iowa or they beat UTA today 10 to 1. They got took two out of three from Iowa. They're back in the top 25, and we got a big matchup with Oklahoma State. Dylan Carter's injured. He'll be back. He'll he'll be out a while. I believe the expectation is that he'll be back for the NCAA tournament. Um, if I'm not mistaking on the timeline there, he should be back by time for the NCAA tournament. It's a tough blow, and you feel for the guy because he's deal dealt with so much injuries here. It's a brutal blow. It's not a killer. You're still a very deep team. Uh, I think this, te this team's definitely going to make the tournament. I think they'll be one of the top three teams in the Big 12. They'll be competing to win it up until the very end. This weekend against Oklahoma State is going to be important. I know TCU, I believe according to D1, is ranked higher than Oklahoma State. TCU is very talented. They have not put it together yet this season. Oklahoma State is a really tough challenge in Lubbock. If you get two out of three, that is a great series for you. If you get one out of three, that's okay. You're off, you're off and running. But it's baseball season now. It's coach urge season now. Man, I'm glad. I'm kind of glad we're not going to NIT. I wanted the season to end after watching us in West Virginia against West Virginia and Kansas City. Uh, but we have an eventful off season uh, coming up a little bit later in the week. I'll have an interview with Jay Crane um, about his comments. We we actually found some common ground there. Um, but that's going to do it for this one. Um, I'm Jackson Moody. Uh, rate, subscribe if you feel feel like it. Um, and have a good one.